chat about this, that, and all things little. All right, our very special guest for today, our very first guest here on the WeChat podcast is actually Steffi Edwins. She is a sleep consultant out of New York, New York. She teaches tired moms how to get their babies sleeping well so they can feel energized and happy in motherhood. You can find her at Jolie Sleep on Instagram. Hi, Steffi. Thanks for joining us today. So nice to be here. I'm so excited that I'm the first guest that you're hosting. Thank you, you so much. I feel honored. Oh, thank you so much. We we feel honored as well. We know sleep sleep training and you know, getting babies to sleep is somewhat of a hot topic on Instagram right now. I see a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different sides to it. Uh, but why don't you go ahead and introduce us, uh, introduce yourself to our followers and everybody listening and tell us just a little bit more about yourself. Sure. Hi, everyone. So I'm Steffi Edwin. I'm the founder of Jolie Sleep Consulting. I live out here in New York, uh, closer to the northeast of New York uh, with my family, my husband and our two children. I developed a passion for teaching children how to fall asleep and put themselves back to sleep independently once the pandemic hit and I needed to find another way to support parents. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I figure with COVID, you know, the world has gotten a lot smaller in terms of things that we can do, you know, via Zoom and things like that, that we can all be together without actually being together. That's great. Since the pandemic hit, I've been working remotely, helping and supporting families through the process of teaching their children to fall asleep and put themselves back to sleep independently um, without leaving them to cry it out. Ah, there's that phrase right there, cry it out. We're going to talk a little bit more about that because that's kind of where things get a little controversial and a lot of different opinions pop up. Let's just kind of dive into it. Tell us what is sleep training? Sleep training is basically teaching your child to put themselves down to sleep and be able to put themselves back to sleep without needing any external intervention, Mm -hmm. without needing help from their mom, their dad, a bottle, a pacifier, a lovey, rocking, Mm -hmm. nursing, or anything external whatsoever. So it's really just giving a child the opportunity and time to try to get themselves to a place where they're able to achieve falling asleep on their own without needing any external help. And that way they're able to get themselves back to sleep and connect from one sleep cycle to the next. That is going to be really helpful for a lot of people listening to this. Now, you mentioned the pacifier, the lovey, you know, Christina and I are speech and language pathologists, and we are constantly consulting parents on how to throw the freaking pacifier out. And... I can't tell you how many parents are like, well, they just need it. My baby needs it. They have to have it or they cry. And I'm like, you better let them cry. (laughs) Those pacifiers can just be so, so detrimental to oral health and oral motor development that it is so crucial to get those thrown out as soon as possible. Pacifiers are like pretty helpful and I do recommend them for the early stages, like the newborn stages, especially as it helps to prevent sudden infant death syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also believe that once you're like out of the newborn stage, it's time to get rid of the pacifier. I've had a few friends that have definitely struggled with that. Here, here. So 
child does not become dependent on needing a pacifier to get themselves back to sleep. Absolutely. We agree with you 100% on that one. (laughs) (laughs) But talk to us a little bit, Steffi, about the science behind sleep training, because we know that this is an evidence-based practice. So what does the science say? What's the science behind these ideas and these practices? Oh, yeah. So... We have two physical systems that regulate our sleep. We have the the sleep-wake osmosis, which is just really our body learning to balance um, when we sleep and when to wake up. And then we have the circadian rhythm, which is really the process of taking our bodies to sleep and involves like our sleep cycles in the 24-hour period when we need to fall asleep and how long we should fall asleep our circadian rhythms as well actually helps us identify between day and night and that too in itself like helps us set our body clocks uh to help us sleep better for like overnight sleep and for babies naps as well oh wow that's interesting Can you give us a bit of information? Like, when is the best time to introduce a sleep training plan? Right. So I usually recommend teaching sleep training using a sleep training method right around the age of four months. And that is because uh, babies before the age of four months usually only have two sleep cycles. But right at the age of four months, they develop four sleep cycles like we do as adults and that are that becomes the permanent sleep cycles constantly in the fall of deep sleep and light sleep phases throughout the night which means that they're more frequently waking up because they have more opportunities to wake up Mm. so i feel like right around there is where it's um most beneficial to Mm -hmm. teach your child how to put themselves to sleep so that when they do wake up um, in the middle of the night when transitioning through those sleep cycles or when they're constantly in those light sleep phases they're able to put themselves back to sleep independently okay so my question is what is a solid sleep routine slash nighttime routine look like Well, it does take a lot more than just implementing a sleep training method. Um, Although, like, that's the meaty part, right? Mm -hmm. Like, implementing a sleep training method. But it also involves, like, routines and being consistent with those routines. Watching a child's wake window, knowing how much sleep is required for the child at that age, how long they should be awake in between those naps, how long they should sleep for a nap, or how long they should be um, sleeping in the daytime versus nighttime to preserve um, nighttime sleep is very, very important. So taking all of those like pieces of the puzzle uh, and putting it together actually like helps a child to fall asleep and stay asleep throughout the night or through the sleep training process. Mm. Now, I will say I've done quite a bit of research on sleep training, knowing that you were going to be our very first guest. And it is, it's difficult. It's difficult to gather all of this information when you're going about it on your own, when you're Googling it and trying to figure out how to sleep train a four-month-old when you yourself are sleep deprived and tired and still going through all these postpartum, you know, hormonal shifts and whatnot. 
But to hear you talk about it, oh my gosh, it just, it's, it's so valuable to hear you talk about it firsthand. It is an, it is a difficult process um, for you as a new mom postpartum going through all of this new transitions and this new time in your life to study that and um, like deal with all of the overwhelm. So it's a lot easier to speak with someone who knows and experience and has experience with working with babies and teaching babies how to fall asleep to formulate a guide for you that is tailored to your child and your sleep philosophy to help guide you throughout the process. Mm, Absolutely. So let's say, let's say I'm the mom, I'm a new mom of an infant, and I want to start sleep training my child. What are some tips to help me as an overwhelmed mother um, kind of help me through the process? Newborn moms, uh, or moms of newborns rather, I like to tell them that it's never too early to start implementing healthy sleep habits. And that does not mean that you need to sleep train from the first day, because obviously I talk about starting formal sleep training at four months old. Mm -hmm. However, from day one, when you come home, you can start off with implementing some form of routine um, to help your child out, just to help your child identify day from night, to help your child uh, get into a rhythm of what's going to happen next. So creating routines such as a bedtime routine, a naptime routine, mm. following an eat, play, sleep schedule is really, really helpful. So it seems like the key to the majority of sleep training is really following routines. Well, establishing a routine that works for the baby and the parent and then making sure you stick to it. Correct. So children thrive on consistency, as you may know, as speech pathologists. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They thrive on consistency and knowing what's going to happen next. It just helps them to feel more secure and learn to build trust in their surroundings, Mm. their caregivers. And it's the same with sleep training as well. So having the consistency in those routines help your child to um, recognize what is coming and be okay with it, be accepting of it. Mm. And then it becomes just an easier process for them um, once they're able to like be okay with it and accept it. Love it. And so what are some of the ways that you've seen that parents, you know, good intentioned, well-meaning parents sabotage the sleep training process? What have you seen? Yeah, like, I would say that they're um, not giving their children, like, enough credit Mm. um, throughout the process, like, not trusting that they're able to do it. They're not giving their child the opportunity to try or they're not giving them enough um, time to try to get themselves to sleep. As a result, sleep training becomes a harder and harder um, process for both parent and child. I love that you said you said trust, trust the baby. And it seems like perhaps like a foreign concept maybe to people who don't work with children a lot um, or who maybe to like a new parent. But that infant, that baby is so capable, even in their small form. 
Right, so following sleepy cues, it's very important at the first stage, um, in the newborn stage especially, uh, teaches you to trust that your baby is tired enough to take um, a nap or to go down to sleep. And just by giving them the opportunity and laying them down and watching them and studying their, um, their responses when you put them down to sleep, it helps, you know, like with that trust um, a lot. Like you're actually able to see your baby fall asleep or get themselves to a drowsy state even um, with you being right there. So it just really helps you to like not only like stress out and think about the crying or what comes with it, but to trust that they're able to attempt or get themselves to a place without your help. I just think that that word trust is so, so key here, right? Because it's the baby's really doing work too. The parent's doing work, but the baby's doing work also. And yeah, so, your baby's actually learning a skill, a very lifelong, invaluable skill of putting themselves to sleep without needing any help from anything externally. So it's not just your putting your child to sleep because you're tired as a mom, like you just want them to sleep, but you're actually helping your child. You're helping your child develop the skill that they're always going to have. They're always going to be able to put themselves to sleep. They're always going to be able to put themselves back to sleep once they've learned the skill of putting themselves to sleep initially. Wow, that's interesting. You know, sometimes the most simple things, I think we as adults, we tend to overthink them. Hmm. Now talk to us about what happens and what we can do as parents if, say, we've kind of miss the cues, the baby's getting a little overtired, what can we do to kind of help support the baby at that point? Right. So I like to tell parents too that after the age of four months old, sleepy cues are misleading. Um, babies may start to show signs of sleepiness right after a nap and putting them down for another nap may just cause them to take a short nap and then you're stuck in a cycle mm. from there. Um, following sleepy cues too, um, right when your child is probably already overtired, um, when they start showing those cues will also set you up for like a short nap or no nap at all. So past the age of four months, sleepy cues are misleading and um, should no longer be followed to the T. Um, but for babies younger than four months who are exhibiting sleepy cues or you've missed that sleep window, it's totally okay for you to rock your baby to sleep to prevent overtiredness. Take them into a dark room, um, turn on the sound machine uh, to help them get to sleep by any means necessary to prevent them from getting into an overtired state. 
Mm, I love that. Any means necessary. Now, since we're on the any means necessary, <laughs> and since we're here, let's talk about crying it out. Because I'll admit, with both of my kids, that was the route that I took. You know, I was a, <laughs> I was a busy mom. With my first yeah. one, I was a single mom. I didn't have. I didn't have the time or patience to really like sit there, you know, and and yeah. and rock her to sleep. I was like, you're going in the crib or I'm going to throw you out this freaking window. So <laughs> this is the safer option. You go there, you cry, I'm closing the door and I'm leaving. Bye-bye. So, <laughs> and I know there's a lot of moms out there that are just like, listen, I, I don't got the time. I'm tired. I don't have the patience. It's me yeah. or this child. Like, they're just going to have to cry it out. So what's well, your perspective on that? I mean, no judgment at all. Like, to each <laughs> their own, right? That's right. That's, you <laughs> just got to survive. I feel like as moms, like, you do what works for you and your family. Mm. If the cry it out method is what you felt was necessary at the time to implement to get your child to sleep, then that's okay. That's totally fine with me. You know, I will respect that. Um, however, it's not a method that I practice in my business. I... Um, my clients don't reach out to me to teach their or uh, their baby to cry it out. So I support them with more gentler methods um, whilst teaching their child to fall asleep independently. But mm. I'm really not against the cry it out method if it's something that you choose to implement because studies have shown that using the cry it out method is really safe and has no psychological damage on your child at all if um yeah if if, if, if it's something that you choose to implement then go right ahead and do it <laughs> i really appreciate that i probably needed to hear that about 14 years ago <laughs> <laughs> there will be no more babies for alex no more so yeah. no more opportunities <laughs> for sleep training <laughs> but tell us debbie do you think babies do you think babies have to undergo sleep training or the implementation of a sleep schedule? Well, honestly, no, they don't. It's all, it all depends on the family. Mm. Sleep training is not a must do. If you as a parent is okay with not having your child fall asleep independently, not following a sleep schedule, and it's working for you, then that's okay. That's totally fine. It is not a must. However, sleep training does have so many benefits. Um, children thrive on consistency. Um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, a baby who sleeps well, grows well, uh, Baby's brain only grow when they sleep. So mm. the better they sleep, the better they develop, the faster they develop, um, the healthier your, your child is. So that is the benefits of teaching independent sleep skills, that you get to enjoy all of those good things um, mm -hmm. as a result. Uh, so instead of uh, focusing on, you know, like the hard part, which is the actual training, right. you get to look beyond and see what can be um, in the future once your child has that skill. Love it. So what kind of services do you actually offer? Are they online or do you work with local families? 
Sure. So I love to support families one-on-one through the process of teaching their children how to fall asleep and put themselves back to sleep independently. I create and write personal sleep plans for every family based on a questionnaire that I have them fill out. Um, And then we get on the phone for one hour to discuss the content of that plan uh, to make sure that they feel empowered, they feel confident implementing it, and I either support them for one week whilst they implement the plan or get started with the process, or we, we work together for two weeks whilst they implement the process. I love the hand-holding there. I'm one of those people, I need the hand-holding. I would probably be calling you in the middle of the night, stab yeah. it, this child won't sleep. Like, that would be me. <laughs> what do I do? Save me. <laughs> my kids have been, they, they're always, like, set up for success. So my plans are very, very detailed. Um, so they don't re- usually reach out to me in the middle of the night because <laughs> I give them those tools that they're able to implement throughout the night. And usually by the morning, I'm able to check in with them and ask like how the night went. And usually the the responses are good. Love it. (laughs) Good. And so where can our listeners go to find out more information? Right. So you can reach me on Instagram at Jolie Sleep. That is where I'm most active. If, If you'd like to book a call with me, you can also uh, check the link in bio the, and uh, select um, one of my call selections there. I offer like a mini consultation just to answer like quick questions or we can book a 15 minute call to talk about how we can work together to help your child learn to sleep well. Wonderful. Our guest today was Steffi Edwin. She is a New York City-based sleep consultant. If you'd like to learn more about her, go to her website at joliesleep.com or visit her on Instagram at joliesleep. Steffi, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure being here.